BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. So here's the poll question today for this Friday. By the way, Friday the 13th, be careful. Which is more politically damaging? President Biden's possession of classified documents or his handling of the controversy so far? I I was going to say, is this a case of the cover-up being worse than the crime? And I thought, eh, that's a little heavy-handed because I, I don't think that there was a crime committed by President Biden or former Vice President Biden as he was at the time in question. But what I wanted to say is that I I think that there are a series of unforced errors that are being made here by the president and by the White House in the way they are reacting to and not being as transparent as they should with regard to this whole situation. And I invoked Uh, On CNN today, when I was on early this morning on New Day, I invoked the name of Lanny Davis, the Clinton confidant, the uh, Yale Law School classmate of Hillary's, the crisis manager, because it's Lanny who wrote a book called Truth to Tell and has sort of ingrained in my mind the subtitle of that book, which is Tell It Early, Tell It All, and Tell It Yourself, none of which the president has done thus far. And the the big timeline issue, the very short version of this, is that we now know there was a discovery made at the so-called Penn Center back on November 2nd. On Tuesday, meaning January 10, the president acknowledged that. But what the president did not acknowledge on Tuesday is that on December 20, there were additional materials that were located in the garage where he keeps the Corvette. So when the president spoke to us on Tuesday, did he not know of the additional discovery of materials on January, pardon me, on December 20? That would be rather curious. And if he did know, why didn't he say so? And, and in furtherance of how do you handle a crisis like this? I don't think you send out Corinne Jean-Pierre, a White House spokesperson to endlessly say on a loop that the president takes this matter seriously, that he takes classified materials seriously. So in invoking Lanny Davis's name this morning, both here on POTUS and on CNN, you know, the tell it early, tell it all and tell it yourself. The president needs to get out and address this. I wondered what Lanny thought in terms of the White House handling thus far. Why don't we ask him? This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. 
Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. As I say, the book, he's written a number of them, but it's truth to tell where Lanny said, this is what someone needs to do when faced with a crisis. Lanny, thank you so much for allowing me to intrude on your day. I'm curious to know whether I properly cited you. You did properly cite me, but I would say as a Michael Smirconish fan, uh, on a professional level, you're able to see this because you are a lawyer and people may not know that you were a great lawyer, still are, but not practicing. So a lawyer is going to be concerned about putting bad facts out because they worry about legal consequence. And that's what causes the freezing of not doing the right thing in the public relations and political world. It's the legal mindset about worrying about risk. And it's the White House lawyers that I perceive just a perception that are responsible for this ridiculous decision not to put the news out at least uh, in uh, the January moment when they could have. I would have actually said, do it before the election, take the podium and say, you know, we screwed up. I apologize. And by the way, I don't know if there's any comparison with Donald Trump intentionally obstructing what we're doing is calling immediately the Justice Department and letting them know. I don't know how that hurts politically before the election, but clearly they waited, but no excuse in January, as you just said. You have written in another book, in your other book pertaining to 2016, you, Lanny Davis, argue that Hillary lost the election because of Comey and the handling of similar issues. So it's kind of interesting for me to hear that you think that the Biden White House should have said before the midterm, here's the situation. Well, if I'm in the White House before the midterm, I have to admit that my political side of my brain 
would be worried about hurting our chances in the midterm elections. And I might have gone along with waiting until after, contrary to my instincts, because it's a pretty uh, risky thing to do right before the midterm and then be blamed if there is a red tsunami, as we all expected. But at least I can see why they would wait. But there is literally, as you just put it, as you always do directly, why not put the president of the United States out there in the room, press room, I put him in the press room and say, you know what? We just find out these documents are in my garage. I screwed up. I apologize. But we're telling the Justice Department, we're telling the archives, we want to get an investigation done. I don't even know if I would have said we need an independent counsel. I don't think so. But certainly I would have uh, advised doing it. I think we just lost Lanny. Hopefully we'll be able to get him back. Hopefully I didn't lose Dan. Hopefully I didn't lose the whole connection. We'll get him. Okay, we'll we'll get him back. Very interesting because, as I say, Lanny does make the argument in another of his books that it was the Comey handling of Anthony Weiner in the 11th hour of the 2016 campaign that cost Hillary the election. So to hear him say that he thinks that there should have been disclosure, uh, I find very interesting before the uh, the midterm election. I also concur with something else that I'm I'm hearing Lanny explain, which is that it it's probably the lawyers who are trying to button up this situation and maybe restricting the ability of the president to appropriately respond. And what I will ask him when we get him back is whether... Oh, great. Lanny, I, I think I heard, I paid close attention, I think I heard Corinne Jean-Pierre yesterday saying that the president didn't know what was contained in the documents that were found in the Wilmington garage, to, to which I imagine that means that the lawyers are saying, we're not even going to tell you, because if we tell you, then the media will ask you, and you will have to speak to that. If we don't tell you, you're able to say, well, I don't know. Look, I've been in the room with the president of the United States and White House lawyers making exactly that same argument to Bill Clinton. And it involved a story that I wanted to proactively put out that I knew that Senator Fred Thompson of Tennessee was going to hold hearings on national television and put out himself. So I won the argument, not because Bill Clinton liked me helping reporters write bad stories. He always said, which side are you on? But I would say, Mr. President, would you rather me do this or Fred Thompson? So the White House lawyers are doing their job to be conservative and worry about risk. And I don't blame this advice uh, that a a lawyer, it's why I said there are two minds. One is a legal mind. The other is a political mind. Mine is a pragmatic mind. I combine both media and lawyering. And I say to my fellow lawyers, okay, I get the risk. What risk is there if it's coming out anyway and we're worse off? So that's why my uh, mantra that you're so kind to say on CNN this morning, tell it early, tell it all, tell it yourself, is not a moralistic uh, recommendation. It's a pragmatic one. It's coming out anyway. So why not do it yourself? Lanny, you as a crisis manager, an attorney who is a crisis manager, a crisis manager who is an attorney, you often get the call like after the mistakes have been made and there's a cleanup needed on aisle four. So if yes. the president were to call you today on this Friday the 13th and say, hey, Lanny, we've mishandled it up until now. Now what do we do? What would you say? Per- perfect question and difficult advice. But just to set the ground here briefly, I've known Joe Biden since the first months that he was elected 
to the Senate after his tragedy and the loss of his wife and, and baby. That goes back a long, long time. So it's difficult for me to say this. The contrast with Donald Trump intentionally obstructing is so clear that making the analogy is kind of silly. But I would say to President Biden, okay, it's not too late for you to go into the White House press room. Don't joke about your Corvette. I love you, Joe Biden, but it's not a good joke. Tell everyone this is the way I should have done it. It's a a good judgment in, in lawyer world to be careful when you have an ongoing investigation. But I, President of the United States, should have told the American people. And I want you all to know today, meaning today, Friday, I screwed up and we'll do it better next time. Now, do you think that the American people, aside from the really extremes, uh, won't give him credit for that? Of course they would. I totally agree. But neither of us expects that to happen, do we? No, I do not. (laughs) This lawyer is just in defense of the White House. The White House lawyers are conservative by education, by training, and they're right. There are legal risks to following my strategy. I always said to lawyers, at least give me a chance to argue with you before you say, no, we're not going to put it out. So that's all I'm saying. I do uh, appreciate the difficult position the White House lawyers are in. But somebody like me, who's a lawyer who speaks the vocabulary, needs to say, "Okay, I get your legal risks. Let's balance it against being proactive and having Joe Biden himself, who has such an open, honest, decent personality, even Republicans grant him that much. I think he can do the job. Okay, one last thing for Lanny Davis. And thank you for being so gracious with your time. Uh, I want to play for you, Dan, if you would grab the Tuesday soundbite from the president. The president was in Mexico City on Tuesday. Lanny, I think he was reading. If you and I were doing TV right now and not radio, we'd be able to watch and we would figure that out. But I I want to play you a 90 or so second clip and keep this timeline in mind. On November 2nd, the so-called pen documents were discovered. This is now the president on Tuesday, which is January 10. And we will listen to this with the hindsight of knowing that on December 20, the Wilmington discovery was made. This is the president on Tuesday. Let's listen. People know I take classified uh, documents and classified information seriously. When my lawyers were clearing out my office at the University of Pennsylvania, they set up an office for me, secure office in the Capitol when I the four years after being vice president, I was a professor at Penn. Uh, they found some documents in a box in a locked cabinet, or at least a closet. And as soon as they did, they realized there were several classified documents in that box. And they did what they should have done. They immediately called the archives, immediately called the archives, turned them over to the archives, and I was briefed about this discovery and surprised to learn that there were any government records that were taken there to that office. But I don't know what's in the documents. My lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. I've turned over the boxes. They've turned over the boxes to the archives. And we're cooperating fully, cooperating fully with the review, and which I hope will be finished soon, and there will be more detail at that time. Now, Lanny, that statement, like the Monday released statement, and I'll read it from the New York Times today, page one. The statement released on Monday confirmed a media report about a first batch discovered at his think tank in November, but made no mention of a second batch found at his Delaware home 
in December. Why why in the tape that I just played for you from Tuesday didn't he say something about about December? Look, wisdom is hindsight. I've got a lot of good friends at the White House who think the way I do and are trying to make the right decision. I've got to protect myself a little bit because these all, these folks are my friends. Sure. But wisdom is hindsight. I wrote this book and I described the painful episodes that I went through having this exact debate. Should the president say a little bit? Should he say halfway? What do we do? And my answer was, there's only one word that works, and it's all. You can't do halfway, three quarters of the way. Or if you want to stonewall and do zero, then take the heat. But you can't do a little bit. So the middle, I hate to sound like I'm plugging my book, because I, of course I am, but no, I'm no, not. I, no, I'm the, plugging the, your the book. I, I brought this the up. Word all. Yes, you did it for uh, me nicely in the CNN appearance today. It's the middle mantra that everybody who calls me, even people on the other side, uh, say it. Tell it all yourself. So the it is the full truth, all the facts, good facts and bad facts. I used to say to reporters, ask me this question. You haven't asked me this question. I'll give you a bad fact for us, but I want it in the story. Why? Do you think it was because I wanted to hurt President Clinton? Of course not. I wanted a bad fact written so I could respond to it and get the story over with. Why isn't it so obvious to you and me uh, as combined political media and lawyers, there aren't many of us, Michael, why is not that not obvious to everyone? And I'm not, again, trying not to criticize my friends in the White House. Wisdom is hindsight. Final question for Lanny Davis. Does this wipe the slate clean? Because I'm, I'm going to hit you with a curveball. Does this apply to no. life? Does this apply to life? Is, is the oh, tell it well, early, <laughs> tell it all, tell it yourself? I mean, we all so go through situations. There are two exceptions that I always say because I'm a fellow human being with weaknesses and I'm a sinner. Forgive me. The one exception is a relationship with a loved one where you've done something wrong. I can't tell anyone to tell it all, tell it early, tell it yourself unless <laughs> okay. they have the unless they have the courage to take the hit. Right. And that's a difficult thing for me to tell someone else. The second exception is criminal. I've never told the client, tell it early, tell it all, tell it yourself, if it's going to cause the person to go to jail. I always say get a criminal defense lawyer and do a bargain and get the best you can get. That's the two exceptions to my rule is personal and criminal. But political, I see no, no downside. If you're going to do a little bit, you're hurting yourself. You have to do it all. And Joe Biden had an opportunity at least uh, a little bit late, but at least he could have done it by simply saying, I screwed up. I called the Justice Department one, right away. Unlike Donald Trump, I didn't obstruct. I right. didn't uh, dilly-dally. Right. And totally that would have agree. been over as far as I'm concerned. Totally right. agree. Well, thank you for having me on, Michael. You're very kind, and I thank you. Thank you, Lanny. The book is called Truth to Tell. I'm I'm hawking it. He's not. Thank you, Lanny. That's Lanny Davis, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Uh, so glad we are able to get him at the outset of the program. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4 
Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Jay, greetings in Cincinnati. What did you want to offer? Uh, thank you, Michael, for taking my call. Hey, I, yeah. I, I just don't believe that we don't have on a loop right now where a journalist was asking President Biden back last summer when the Trump documents were found. Do you have any documents? And now that we have this revelation that President Biden has them, uh, so... Should we be asking the Obama administration or President Obama, do you have any documents in your possession that are not properly secured? Well, it's it's not it's not clear to me that Biden had an awareness. If you take him at face value based on what he said about the pen documents, he was surprised. So if that question had been asked, I would think and especially given the way that he criticized Trump, I would think that he would have said, you know, certainly not, or at least not to my not to my knowledge. Um, I that's, have to be, I have to believe absolutely. that I have to believe that anybody who has served in a senior capacity in government is 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 you know checking every storage locker they have access to right now to make sure they don't have a similar problem, and that includes President Obama. I, absolutely, I, I don't see former President Trump or uh, President or Vice President Biden loading up boxes themselves with a hand truck and, and rolling them out of out of the White House. No, but here's one thing, and this is not an original thought of mine. I, I, I always you know like to give credit if, if somebody says something and I think, hmm, that's a pretty good point. I think it was Carl Rove who first said he wondered if, was Biden relying on any material to write a book? Because if he were relying on material to write a book, then what, what would be the significance? The significance would be an awareness on his part that he was in possession of classified material in a place where he should not have been. Yeah. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate it very much. Uh, Hakeem, you are in Frisco, Texas. Greetings. Hey, 
Hey, good to talk to you, uh, Hi. Michael. Fellow cigar lover and a nice. great uh, bourbon lover as well. well love I love that too. I, hey, by the way, hey. I had both last night. Thank you. Ooh, I, I had, well, Michael, if we're talking cigars, I had me a uh, 1926 Padron last night with some Eagle Rare, with a, wow. with a big ice cube. All right, so, you win. You win. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Michael, a couple things, man. So, number one, I appreciate the tra- the current transparency of the Bidens, uh, you know, saying, hey, this came out. Yes, it should have came sooner. I 100% agree with that. But I think when we when we do the comparing contrast and so forth, I, I do, I'm, I'm, I fall on, this is still apples and oranges. You have one situation to where if it was just that we got a note that saying, hey, former President Trump had some classified documents, but he voluntarily gave them back. That's the story. OK, he gave them back. Cool. And then, oh, by the way, other presidents have done the same. But when you have a situation to where they went, a first, they went one time, and then twice, and they had to get the lawyers brought, then the three times, then that's still not enough. Now we have to go and search your home for those. I just think that that that. That distinction makes a difference. Now, I know we can play the game of, well, the other side could say, but I think sometimes the quote-unquote other, t- other side could say doesn't make it right. You could, you could say that. Don't make it true. Trump could well, say this. Okay, there's, there's not – there is not – there are some similarities. I mean, we're talking about yeah, a yeah. former president yeah. and a president and having right. classified materials in a location they should not. Okay, but right. there's not parity between the two – where, as you point out, Trump deliberately was flouting the rules and was resistant, right. so much so that they had to exercise a grand jury subpoena. But I'm, I'm really not here to play the, you know, let's compare the two. I'm, right. I'm just more surprised that the Biden White House has so, I think, mishandled the public relations aspects of this as per what I just well, talked about with Lanny. But, well, let me, let, let me say this. I would agree with that. But I think for high information folks like ourselves, we would we would hear that. I think for oh, the vast yeah. majority of, of folks who are low information, all they heard is, hey, they found some documents. Oh, OK. OK. Again, well, now, think, now I'm going to make think, now I'm going to make another point. Now, when you talk about high information versus low information, because I'm totally into this story. Hakeem is totally into this story. Yeah. People who listen to POTUS are following it. Readers of The New York Times and The Washington Post. Yeah. And so, but I, I don't think it's I mean, I, I'll tell you a quick, funny story, Hakeem. And that it is that I, I was supposed to be on. I'm going to cut you loose and, and just tell you this. And thank you so much for your greetings. OK, thank you, brother. Uh, I was supposed to be on CNN this morning at 7 a.m. 7 a.m. is morning prime time. To me, that's the equivalent of being on at 9 p.m. And these bookings take place eh, usually a, a day in advance. Nothing greater than that. Hey, Michael, we want you to be on tomorrow, 7 o'clock, you know, to talk about the Biden documents. OK, I'll do it. And then when I woke up early this morning, I woke up to a a whole torrent of emails and texts and so forth that they needed to move me for a more pressing story. So I ended up doing the hit at about 10 minutes to 7 instead of 7 on the button. What was the more pressing story? The more pressing story was the tragic passing at age 54 of Elvis's only child, Lisa Marie Presley. So having concluded my CNN hit at 6.50, uh, which began at 6.50. Now it is 7 a.m. and I'm doing my prep in studio and getting ready for a YouTube Live. But in my studio, as I've told you many times over, I have television monitors that show me MSNBC, CNN, and Fox. 
So, of course, I wanted to see at 7 o'clock, what are they talking about? They're all talking about Lisa Marie Presley. So, Hakeem is interested, and I'm interested, and you callers are interested, and you listeners are interested. But something tells me that those programmers, I mean, when Fox News, which doesn't miss an opportunity to be critical of the Bidens, is going with the Lisa Marie story at 7 a.m., it's because their instincts tell them, that's going to get the response. So let's not lose sight of that. The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.